In this bonus content, we discuss the first three episodes of Ted Lasso Season 3 and how they apply to teaching and learning from the perspective of the first five themes we've already covered on the Teaching Like Ted Lasso podcast. Play, curiosity, teamwork, vulnerability, and discourse. Welcome, I'm Dave. I'm John. And this is Teaching Like Ted Lasso. Warning, we expect that you have watched Ted Lasso, at least through season two. There will be spoilers ahead and scenes that don't make sense if you don't have some familiarity with the show. When we first started, we really did think that season three would start right by the time we got started. Like one or two episodes in, we were thinking. Right, right. So that we could bring in some of those ideas from season three also into it. Mm -hmm. I I think we're still both committed to this idea of thinking in terms of themes, not episode by episode. There there are lots of them out there. I'm not going to pass any judgment (laughs) one way or another. There are lots of them out there. but but we yeah. felt like <laughs> it's good a Ted Lasso uh, podcast. You're not passing judgments. Yes, yeah. Listen to all of them <laughs> and, and make your own. Make your own. Be your own curiosity. I was going to say, make your own judgment. Be your own curiosity. Mm. So season three is finally. So season here. three is finally here, and we were thinking that we might at least talk about those themes we've already uh, had episodes about play curiosity, teamwork, vulnerability, and discourse, and, mm-hmm. and where we're seeing those things already in season three. Right. So, so what are some, some of the ones that you've noticed around play, for instance? Oh, that's interesting. Kind of the importance, the, sim, the symbolic nature of play, I think, mm-hmm. comes up in that first episode, just thinking about um, the Lego mm-hmm. stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted's son has been visiting him. Mm-hmm. And Ted's apartment is full of toys and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And Ted coming out of that mode mm-hmm. is, is definitely a big part of kind of his emotional setting. And Henry even says at one point, right, that he's looking forward to get back to his toys. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's an important thing for us to remember when we're in our teaching is that outside of our classroom, people have fun. Right. Outside of our classroom, they play. And... To what extent we can can we bring that into our classroom? Definitely. That first episode, I also think about the the press room where Ted does oh. the. Um, how crazy am I? How crazy am I? How dumb am I? I see that again from a teaching perspective. Is I I, I need to not take myself so seriously, mm-hmm. right? I need to be able to. I, I think about again er, my early career where everything was so serious. I couldn't let kids get away with stuff. It was disrespectful if they did. And everybody was miserable, myself included. One of the things that I've tried to remind myself is to put myself in perspective, to be humble, right? Humble is being right-sized. And so being right-sized in the experience of my students as it relates to what's going on in their life, as it relates to the other classes they're taking. Which is, uh, Ted is astounding at in that press conference, mm-hmm. right? So things are super negative and, and many different responses would have led to much more negativity. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's a snowball effect. And so that sort of diffused it. 
And then this idea of where it sort of creates relationship. So Keeley's workplace is not a fun place to work. No. Um, but she talks about, she brings in a friend. She talks about having a picnic. She, they're, they're thinking about um, having mimosas, maybe. <laughs> maybe they are an art. At least her friend is. Yeah. But, and in the episode just last night, there's... Which this, I'm halfway through. <laughs> I, I won't give it a spoiler. I think this happens early on where they have the whole Julie Andrews mm-hmm. conversation, right? And again, it's just playful, Super playful. banter. Yeah. How about curiosity? Where do you see curiosity in these first three episodes? It's, it's interesting, right? So the just the whole... He is tran- Ted Lasso's approach has transformed that team, mm-hmm. right? So when something's going on with somebody, they want to know. Mm-hmm. And it's not about gossip. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm thinking about Roy and Keeley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're curious about what happened, which again is a nice way to think about in our classrooms how do we develop that curiosity so that people are curious about one another, curious about one another's ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking it's probably a little bit more bigger, but this whole idea of Ted asking the question, why am I still here? Self-curiosity. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder... How he is that? What the whole season's going to be about him? Him trying to figure that out, which is scary in an education podcast to be. You know, he asked the question: Is it yeah. okay to quit? That's I think something teachers have to deal with on a right. almost daily basis in some circumstances. Right. Well, I mean, finding purpose. You have to find purpose in your work. I mean, there's who's the guy who wrote the Man's Search for Meaning? Frankel. Frankel. Oh, Victor yeah. Frankl? Victor Frankl, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was in a, a concentration camp, mm-hmm. and he looked at, he was he was curious about people who were making it and people who weren't. And the people who were making it had found some purpose. Right. You know, purpose in the daily life, purpose longer. His purpose was writing this book, Man's right. Search for Meaning. I think that's a great point. How do we, as teachers, find purpose in our work? Mm-hmm. And if we don't, then you're right. Maybe we, we need to find something else to do. Yeah. We're not encouraging that, especially as our, our majors or our alumni, because they're fantastic. Right. But, um, yeah. So what about teamwork? Well, I think the scene down in the sewer definitely is this idea of we are a team, let's work together. Mm-hmm. The piece in uh, episode two where it's, it's halftime, and they're trying to figure out how to beat Chelsea. And Jamie contributes some ideas. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see how it goes forward now that they have Zava and how that interacts with a, with a team. I mean, I think about it as a classroom teacher when a new student might come in. Mm-hmm. And how do you help them to feel like they fit in? How do they, yeah, all of those things. Thank goodness uh, teachers never have to worry about when there's like one outsized personality that comes into the room and dominates uh, all the conversation. Are you talking about me? No. Oh, oh. Because <laughs> okay. I can be like that. I get it. <laughs> what, what about you? What order do you, are you seeing teamwork? You brought it up about uh, Keeley's, I think, oh. place of employment, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that, that lack of a team and how much she picked up from what happens with Richmond Right, that she knows this is something she wants to happen. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, some of that is naturally who she is. Right, but but 
she's very conscious about what am I going to do to to make that happen here. Yeah, I've heard it described from the opening sequence where Ted sits down and all the seats, or not all the seats, but some of the seats turn red, connected, and that, that this is the idea that he's he's having an impact on the people that are around him. And Keeley is a good example of that, of trying to develop a team and trying to do these things to, to connect with folks. Right, and if you're just you know looking at the numbers, Maybe it doesn't make sense. Yeah, B Babs. You're talking about Babs, <laughs> yeah. aren't you? Except, except, so Keeley's curious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Going back to that. That's a great point. Um, and I think that also brings into vulnerability that a part of the, the first episode where Rebecca comes and visits Keeley, and Keeley just starts sobbing, right? And um, it's clear that she's, she's not doing well, at least in terms of the environment that right. she's in. Well, yeah, but like her willingness to express herself, mm -hmm. that that is what is going to lead to it being okay. Mm -hmm. You know, she has people she can talk to. Mm -hmm. She is talking to those people. She's honest with them mm -hmm. about how she's feeling and what's going on. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not always negative. There are some some positive ones. I can't share it with you because you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Hopefully John's seen it by now, but if he hasn't, I'm not even sure he listens to the podcast. So the scene that I was talking about was where Roy and Jamie talk about the fact that Jamie's no longer the best player on the pitch, and uh, but he wants to be, and Roy offers to help. And again, so it's not necessarily bad stuff. It's just someone who wants yeah. to improve and ask for help. Oh, well, not necessarily even ask for help. Yeah. Right, but the other person is able to interpret that help. Yeah, and and we can't we can't not talk about um, Jamie Jamie trying to have empathy with Roy when he finds <laughs> out that he and Keely broke up. Yes, that whole exchange is just hilarious. <laughs> Jamie, in fact, how they're writing Jamie this season is is just immaculate. So yeah. Far. yeah, yeah. So, what lessons does that all bring to the classroom? Like, my first thought was, watch and find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because for so much of the first, not that tough things don't happen, right, mm -hmm. but so much of the first two seasons, right, there's just this air of positivity. Mm -hmm. uh, but as season three starts out, they really have some challenges, right? right? And, and uh, I think, you know, how do we respond mm -hmm. to those challenges, you know, has to come first from dealing with each other as people, mm, you know, mm -hmm. and the curiosity, the teamwork, the vulnerability, right, knowing that, that play is an option still, mm -hmm. right, those those responses are going to help us get through these uh, darker situations. Yeah, that's really nice, John, and what that triggers immediately for me is this idea of support system, mm -hmm. right? We need to make sure that we develop as, as teachers a support system, and I know both of us um, talk to our pre-service teachers and our in-service teachers about that. A lot of discussion sometimes in colleges about social capital, right? right. Building these relationships that are going to mean something afterwards. I'm really trying to encourage my pre-service teachers to do that, to build relationships with other 
folks that they can they can reach out to. That's know. excellent. Yeah. I mean, Ted's reaching out still to, to Dr. Sharon. Keely and um, Rebecca are working out, uh, reaching out together. I think that that's an important piece for us to remember. Mm-hmm. So discourse? Discourse is the only, I think, the yeah, main the one, one we haven't talked about. So where's discourse? Well, in this show, it's everywhere, yeah. right? So the, uh, it's all about the conversation. Mm-hmm. Some of the things you brought up already, like Roy and Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, those conversations are amazing. I was talking to you today about how much I loved uh, the conversation with Jamie coming in to express his concerns, mm. maybe venturing into dialogue versus discourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the sewer was uh, you know, an amazing oh, bit of uh, group discourse. Where do you see it? The one that that keeps coming up for me in my mind is the whole idea that Roy has told the uh, the team that they can't talk to um, Trent Krim, right. right? And so the first part of it is how uncomfortable now the team is because they anytime Trent Krim is around, they've taken that literally and they don't say a word, right? So as Jamie's about ready to tell the strategy that's going to help them, you know, score against Chelsea, Trent Krim walks in and all conversation stops. Right. Right. And as a, as a result, we don't know what, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Right. And so, so the importance of having that discourse and what, you know, so in this case, uh, Roy is holding a grudge, a decades, a couple of decades <laughs> yeah. long grudge against Trent for something that he's he's written before. Right. And because of that, it's interfering with folks' ability to communicate, right? right. To build on each each other's ideas and you know move toward a solution. They can't talk, they can't make it toward that solution. Right. One thing that I've been especially aware of this season, I think, is just how good the characterization is because Roy Kent is still very much Roy Kent mm-hmm. but he never could have had that conversation with Trent two mm-hmm. years ago right two seasons ago um, and he couldn't have never had the relate two conversations about his relationship with Keeley that he mm-hmm. had with people two seasons ago right but but he's still himself right he's learning how to incorporate these things into who he is right even if he's crazy for breaking up with Keely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that just doesn't make any sense. So we'll see about maybe doing this again. Or, yeah, or, so come into the conversation, right? Yeah, so yeah. where you are you seeing these things? Response, other, or other themes. Are there new themes? Right. Right, they have new problems. New, yes. new things are going to approach. Yeah, I appreciate you, sport. Always. thought we said we weren't going to do an episode by episode recap. Yes, but you see, I do this podcast with a guy who asked me every day for two weeks, <laughs> have you seen the, the start of episode three? Who is this guy? Uh, he, he, you recognize him if you saw him. He sounds terrible. No, he's great. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. <laughs>